Hey girl. Hey mama. Ready to get unschooled? Totally. Welcome to Moms Unschooled. Where we break down all the things from the mundane to the magnificent. So you can think for yourself and do what's right for you. Hey Erin. Hey Sarah. Welcome to Moms Unschooled. We have an interesting topic today that has become a mainstay since the pandemic started. You feel like people are going to actually have much more opportunities than they might have had before being able to work more remote. Yes. I think we can definitely turn this negative year into a positive when it comes to working from home. I think working from home has had a negative connotation in and of itself in years past and maybe from potentially older generations who just didn't understand what that involved. You know, I I think there's this idea of somebody just sitting around in their jammy pants all day. Whereas with this necessary work from home, I think our culture, our society, our country is moving forward with the times and seeing how much productivity and how effective these people can be working from home. I'm so glad you mentioned the whole like sitting in your bed in your pajamas like eating ice cream quote teleworking because that used to be kind of the vision that people would have and I have not always worked remotely but I've always been in a non-traditional kind of role in terms of I've never gone into an office every day ever. I started out in sales where I was in and out all day from different businesses, different customers. I had an office where I could do administrative work if I needed to, but I had never been in a role where I showed up every day a nine to five in an office job. I worked in consulting and now education where really everything I've been able to maintain has been because of remote or virtual opportunities. So I'm really glad to see kind of breaking down the vision and kind of preconceived notions of, oh, if you work from home, you're quote lazy, or what if someone's throwing in laundry to take a break? Well, you know what? You also need mental breaks. So if you stop for 20 minutes and do other tasks, who cares what you're doing? Because I'm a firm believer in this idea of what's called deep mental work, where if you are uninterrupted and you're working highly focused on a task, those are done in kind of 90 minutes to two hour chunks. And then you take small breaks with those, but then you can move on to something else versus if you're in an office and you keep getting interrupted every 15 minutes by questions from people. I don't know how people can work in open office environments a lot where they have the chatter from everyone. That can be super distracting. I believe in longer chunks of deep work that are more spread out and getting to work when it's best for your brain in a way. Some people function best early morning. Some people are night owls and that gives them to freedom to choose when they're going to focus on a really meaningful task. Even my girlfriend who has an office in her home but did most of her employment on the road going to different buildings and businesses and talking to them face to face, that was not allowed, period, this year. And so, so many of her meetings are now on Zoom and she talks about her productivity now. She's working in her basement office but she can schedule those meetings out to give herself really spot on moments of her day to focus in on this meeting, 
take a break and have another one call in. She's saving time from all of the commuting and keeping herself fresh. Okay, that point about keeping fresh is huge. I would want my employees to work smarter, not harder in the sense of if someone can be more productive in three hours instead of seven hours, I would wanna pay them for those solid three hours, which means the next three hour block they have available for me, they're getting more done than someone who took seven hours to do the three hour thing because of the things like you mentioned. You might be more fresh, you didn't have a stressful commute, things like that. I still believe there's a time and place to meet in person. It's still my preference, but I am completely against forcing people to be in an office environment if it's not productive for the end product, like just to babysit them or have them there. I have a friend here who's been working remotely and has to send like a report every day about every single thing she did. I mean, talk about babysitting. So yeah, I mean, if, if you employed this person, can you just trust that they have integrity? Let's look at their numbers. Let's look at their productivity. Let's not have them punching a time clock. It doesn't matter what time they got it done. Did they get it done and get it done well? That's how we're going to move forward. Yes, and I hope employers start to recognize that. And it bleeds over also into education and how we're learning online and how we're just building our skills online, whether they are more traditional higher ed skills or just digital remote working skills is I think a trend we're gonna see people wanting to build up their repertoire in that area. I have an interesting study here from Pearson Education who is a huge player in mostly higher ed, they did a global learner survey, which focused on about 7,000 people and their response to how the pandemic has changed how they are both learning online and building skills online. So learning online in terms of kind of more formal higher education, getting certificates and degrees through a university, or skill building online and taking more ownership over some digital skills that people want to learn. Their biggest takeaway for the study is that education is forever changed. They write that learners see COVID-19 as a turning point for modern learning with online schooling and economic upheaval leaving a lasting mark. They have seven main conclusions from their study. The first being there's no returning to a pre-COVID-19 education world. I think so many shifts happen. For better or worse, the floodgates are open. I think some people had really bad experiences with online learning when this first started happening. And I think at the end of the day though, it's gonna open more opportunities for different people to start building skills online that they might not have had the chance to before. That, and you have to think like, now's the time to jump on the bandwagon. It may not be your favorite way to learn, but you're going to have to learn this way eventually. There's no better time than now to start figuring that out. Because all of your counterparts, all of your competitors, are going ahead in a positive way, learning this way. That's true. And one of the statistics that they cited that really stood out to me, which I thought was really positive, even as bad as some virtual-based learning can be, it says globally 88% of people believe they need to take more responsibility for directing their own learning, or they call it upskilling for their job. And that's what I'm talking about, is that separate digital skill building that may not be tied to a traditional academic track, but you can be doing things to build your virtual skills. And they write that in an uncertain time, people are seeking more control over their ongoing learning. Well, even like 
oh, I, I'm very creative. I want to go into logo designing. Well, that is where you're going to get your business is online. Even if you're just starting out and you're not getting any business for that, go ahead and start creating a ton of logos and up your portfolio. You are in charge of getting yourself seen, learning as you go. It is still hands-on work. Even if it's remote, you still have to better that skill and you're going to have to be in charge of doing that. I love that because the being in charge part can seem tricky in a way that, oh my gosh, you have all this responsibility to figure it out. But what it also does is lessen the barrier to entry that what might've been before where you could only like two nights out of the week, you had to go to a local community college to take a design course or something. That's what I mean by the barriers to entry for people now kind of wanting to build these skills in different ways are lower because they are virtually, but you have to seek out those opportunities. No one's going to randomly knock on your door and say, hey, sign up for this online. But you have the complete freedom to point out the five skills you want to learn and seek ways to do that. But you have to be self-motivated to do that. The good news is, is now you don't have to hire a babysitter to go to the community college at night. But when you put those kids to bed, you have to hold yourself accountable to improve your skill. And so I think remote work, as awesome as it is, and it's such a great opportunity to either get into it or move forward. Those are highly self-motivated people that we're talking about. And you have to decide whether or not you're one of them. Yeah, I'm not a technologically savvy person in the sense that I know how to code or I know a hundred different applications and programs, but I do think there is a group of shared skills that if you are trying to learn something digitally or you are trying to interact with a team digitally that people can keep in mind. And one of the things I like from the Pearson study, they wrote that COVID-19 has fundamentally shifted how people view work and skills for all ages. People are coming to grips with the fact that work is changing even more quickly than it was before and there's a palpable urgency to gain skills needed for employment in a digital world. And they point out four skills here that they call the the most important skills for working in a digital workplace. The first, they say self-discipline, motivation, and time management. They group into one category. I would agree with that because as someone who has never traditionally worked in a nine to five office environment, I've always been in charge of my time. It's only been challenging for me sometimes when, like I said, I'm a big proponent of kind of deep work and working when your brain is ready. And if you're not on your own and you do have kids or dog or family to think about, the struggles that I have had is when I'm like ready to sit down and do really meaningful work. And that time is, I don't want to say interrupted, but. It is. It is interrupted. Because if you're trying to learn a new skill and you're self-motivated to do so, and you sit down and you're ready to learn. I was talking to my husband about this the other day. It takes me a solid hour to an hour and a half to really remember my train of thought, where I had left off, where I need to go from here, and to create anything from there on. What do I have to show for my day? I worked an hour and a half on this thing. Where did it get me? Well, not very far because I was interrupted four times by the kids and then the repairman showed up. And it's so hard to get into that deep thought 
time. And I think there's a stigma between, oh, quote, you're working from home, so your schedule's like super flexible and I can interrupt you whenever I want or I can knock on your door and ask if you have this available. She's home. She could probably watch my kids. Yes, yes. That's a huge... The I do think when you're working from home, you have to adamantly protect your time. And what I mean by that is kind of what Erin just said. If it's your time to work, you put a sign out on your door. I used to have one where we lived before here. Our poor mailman, very nice person, every time he would leave a package, not even not even need a signature, every time he would leave a package, he would ring the door. My dog would start barking, like all this stuff. So if I was on a Zoom call or something, that's a total distraction. I finally had to put a sign out that said, working from home, please leave all packages. And that fixed it. But being very clear about your boundaries and time is a big one. Another skill they suggest for working in a digital workplace, they say being able to make human connections remotely. I can see how that would be a real struggle for people who, if you were thrown into working for a digital team or Aaron, to your example, if you're gaining skills to be a graphic designer and this is the first time you're talking to a client and you've never met them before and they're meeting you online. There's all these weird things that come into play with working remotely. I think about this a lot with my students. I don't like that I can see into their bedrooms sometimes. You know what I mean? Like that's their private space. So there's just a difference between being able to make connections in person versus digitally. Well, and that's also back to, are you stronger as working remotely or are you stronger in going to the office every day there are people that really struggled last spring during the coronavirus lockdown when they were used to going into the office seeing the same faces every day the banter you know at the coffee pot sitting down in somebody else's office and talking stocks those people really suffered socially during a lockdown and so that social aspect of it all working online you have to decide whether or not that's something that you can handle losing a little bit of or not. Yeah, I had a colleague when I joined a team who we are currently working mostly remotely, just set aside a time just to chat with me because we had never been able to meet in person before. And it was really thoughtful and we just spent about 35 minutes just talking, like not even about a specific work topic. He asked me what brought me to the position, where I'd worked before. I got to hear the same from him. And you just don't have those interactions unless you you carve them out specifically online. And I really appreciated that. And it made me feel a lot more connected to the team. And now if I have a question about something, I'm perfectly comfortable just shooting him an email. Whereas if I had not had that separate conversation with him, I don't think I would have necessarily. Or it would be way more formal. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That leads right into the third skill they mentioned is managing or working in virtual teams. I think some things that are helpful are to set expectations and boundaries. Email does not have to function like a text message. I think it's perfectly fine to say, I check my email once per business day. If you need a response sooner than that, please call. No one's going to call you unless it's, but that's the point. They will call you if it actually is urgent instead of just emailing you four times in four hours asking for a response. So I think it's fine to set boundaries like that. And you're also showing them what they can expect from you. Yes, because you teach people how to treat you. Amen. You especially teach people how to treat you online. I think it's perfectly appropriate to say, do not expect a response on the weekend. But again, if it's urgent, please call me at this number. I do think overall though, that it is kind of exciting that for better or worse, virtual is here to stay. It really is opening up more opportunities for people. In the global learning survey, they said that 
73 to 82% of people are really now more thinking about their personal development and career path more than they ever have before. So it's allowed them to stop and take stop stock of, oh goodness, do I want to go back to this nine to five I have? Or is there something I can do virtually now that I never had that opportunity to do before? Well, that or all of the stay-at-home moms out there who have been waiting for that moment to get back out into the job field. You know, the kids are just now entering kindergarten, first, second grade, the youngest ones of the family, and they're ready to go back to the workforce, but have been out of the workforce for so long raising the kids. This is a great opportunity. What a great time in history to jump back in learn those skills really focus on yourself and your experience and 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 knowledge of these particular kind of online remote work opportunities and capitalize on it now's the time to jump back into the workforce because the nice thing is you don't have to jump back in at 40 hours a week you can find project-based work. You can find client work. You can find short-term work, right? There's the website Fiverr where you can explain what you are capable of doing, creating something for somebody, and how much your rate is. And so there are these onesie-twosie jobs that can also, first of all, get your name out there. Second of all, honing in on your skills as well as you seek potentially that full-time remote work employment. Yeah, some other sites I like. One is called remote.co where you put in what your desired career field is and they will show you some are part-time, full-time, project-based opportunities. Vitamintalent.com and Aquent, A-Q-U-E-N-T.com are also my other favorites for kind of shorter term project-based remote work. And I'll speak from experience there, Sarah. I've been out of the workforce since my third grader was born and my youngest is going to enter kindergarten next year. I am so excited to take this time to focus in on what I want to be doing as they go into school full-time. I'm going back to the workforce, but it's not going to look necessarily like it used to. Yes, I love that. And I love in Pearson's study that they call it upskilling instead of You know, it doesn't have to be going back to work. You might not even want to do what you did before, and that's okay. I think to look at it as an opportunity, what skills do I want to get and use? That's totally different than, oh, well, I used to be this, but I've been out of the workforce, and how am I going to get that job again? You don't have to only look for that job again. Now's your chance to pivot. What do you want to be when you grow up? That's what I keep telling myself. What did you want to be? What did you think you would be? A Broadway actress, duh. Okay. Mine was like a marine biologist or a lawyer. I am neither one of those things, Um, so that's okay. And I like to sing while I cook and entertain my children. That's as far as that got. I went snorkeling once and decided I didn't like fish, so I don't think I was going to be down scuba diving taking notes for Shark Week. Time for pivots. Okay, so transitioning to more remote work, I still want to get unschooled about this term I can't stand, but they call them soft skills. So hard skills being the technical things like math, science, those things, and the soft skills they put off on like communication, the humanities, but whatever. They write digital skills are now on par with soft skills. What people need to know to be more human on screen. They say people will need to develop more of their soft skills, such as critical thinking, problem solving, and creativity. I could see that because you do have to be more creative when you're working remotely. There's so much out there at this point. You know, we're not talking 15 years ago when MySpace was the cool social way to connect with people online. I mean, the internet is flooded with dot-coms and working opportunities and and 
huge amounts of skill sets. The soft skills, I'm sorry, are starting to get harder. Those are so important these days. You have to get your creativity out there. You have to be able to be seen. And how are you going to do that? Yeah, and they go on to say skills such as virtual collaboration, virtual communication, analyzing data, or managing remote teams. I don't care what industry you're in, if you can't manage a team remotely, you're going to be highly unsuccessful. Another thing they point out is that people will need to be comfortable working in a highly digital environment regardless of what kind of job they have. Look at our teachers, for crying out loud. I mean, these these teachers who planned on retiring in two or three years to all of a sudden switch completely over to e-learning last spring. I mean, we're flying by the seat of our pants, some of us. And you have to jump into the times. You have to be comfortable enough with change. You don't have to be confident with change. But you have to be able to adjust your thinking and your mentality and be malleable enough to learn some new skills to move forward even in the professions you might have had for 25 years. This is a huge change in, in the way we've looked at employment. Yeah. The last thing I want to add is that it's actually a great time also if you're thinking about building your remote network and learning virtually. Stay with me here and make the connection. In the Pearson study, they did find that English as a connecting language is doing amazing things for people who may not have had those opportunities before to work online. Because in other countries, if they learned English before, they may not have actually been able to leave their country and work in the United States, but now there's more opportunities for them to work remotely from their home country and that because they know English, they can work in more broader virtual teams. So also great time to learn a new language. Interesting. When Pearson did their study and they asked people from Brazil, China, and India, why is it important for you to know English? They said it's a critical skill for being able to work for international companies, which is really cool, being able to travel freely, remaining employable in a difficult economy. That's awesome. Participating in global entertainment businesses such as music, movies, etc., being able to keep their current job and being seen as educated and being able to get education visa if needed. I'll take it back to the Fiverr.com. I happened to be on there searching for an independent contractor, creative mind the other day, and all of the samples that I was interested in, I looked into their about me page, who they are, how long it was going to take to receive these creative documents for them. And I kid you not, all of these creative minds were from Pakistan and Sri Lanka. And I mean, the English on their their homepage on Fiverr was perfect. Their logos and designs were beautiful, all in English, obviously. And their about me was all in English. And I was so thankful that these creative minds could make a connection to me who doesn't speak any other language. That never would have happened before. Yes. Like, so that's pretty amazing. Working remotely does not have to mean just doing your regular nine to five job behind a computer. Working remotely can be working on project teams. It can be creating digital products. And if you can find that deep mental time to work hard, it's okay if you're still in your jammy pants. Thanks for listening to Moms Unschooled. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, or email us at momsunschooled at gmail.com. Juicy!